We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect, there are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. How many Lester guys, I mean, how many Swansea guys do you take before your first Lester guy? None. Wow. Who's your, who's your first one in this game? Vardy. Really? I, I I still like Lester's ability to score. Really? <laughs> this is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast from Rotowire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For player news, rankings, projections, and the best fantasy soccer stats around, please visit Rotowire.com slash soccer. And now, here are Mike Gottlieb and Andrew Laird. Cord. I did. Which is weird because I usually do it right away. Yeah. Uh, okay, I'm ready. So all that, all that comedy gold that everyone just missed out on. You're not gonna be able to snip it in. Yeah, real gold. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the RotoWire Fantasy Soccer Podcast, brought to you by our friends at PlayUp. Uh, I am your host, Mike Gottlieb, and with me, as always, is Andrew Laird. Andrew, we got a ton of EPL to cover today, uh, and I, I, I know that you want to brag and boast about something that you did over the weekend i'm sure you'll give me the details in a minute um and i basically basically uh, i'm gonna kind of let me let me recap here we've kind of like ever since i mentioned that i'm seeing the premier league like a beach ball i've gone downhill ever since you mentioned that i was like at near the top globally of uh, taga perfect 11 straight down uh, 
the you know trajectory just went straight down, and uh, you know basically uh, you've gone straight up from there. You've really kind of put the hoodoo on me. Uh, yeah, season long formats have I've been doing pretty well recently, and I think it's because I got out of my own way. I brought this wanted to talk about season long stuff because I made like this gigantic jump in FPL last week. And it's mostly, I went to fully wild card. Like I was like, I hate this team. I'm getting rid of all of it. And I think I made, so I made like this brand new team and basically at the last minute, which isn't really truly the last minute, but I essentially decided not to make my wild card team uh, because there were a few matchups that I was basically going into. It was, plays that I liked this week, but it was last week. So I basically kept my team as is and uh, as a result had the biggest week I've ever had. Ben Davis's uh, illness, which made him... So basically, to go back even further, you and I had this conversation at the beginning of the season about you know expensive forwards versus expensive defenders. And I have just gotten so bored of playing five defenders as much as I can, even though I paid up for all of them. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to see if I can. My new plan is I think I can go cheap in midfield and I can have expensive defenders and expensive forwards. So last week I went, my wild card team, Kane, Lukaku, and then all the expensive forwards. I think I probably had Aguero in there too, or Jesus, whoever, and decided not to go through with it. And instead I got, a gigantic score from my midfield because I had David Silva, Tom Carroll even had eight points, Leroy Sané, and I captained Christian Eriksen. So now I'm like, maybe I'm just completely wrong about everything. But yeah, it, but it worked out. <laughs> I mean, that's not, I mean that's a pretty decent tagline to put on yourself anyway. I mean that's probably that's the tagline I I usually put on myself. I really the more I think that I know, I don't know. Well, it's not that I thought I knew anything. I, I tend to use this FPL team more for experimentation because I'm not good at this game, and I don't think... You want to be? Uh, it's not that, uh, but like I think like with the if you try to get into daily fantasy anything, I'll use soccer because that's what we do, uh, every slate you can kind of tinker with something, and if, it, you know, if something works, then you kind of go in that path, but FPL because it's weekly and because it's so limited in what you can do each week, it takes forever to like figure, you know, it'll take 17 game weeks for you to like know if your strategy is working or not. And so I tend to just kind of fool around with my team, just say, Oh, maybe this strategy will will work for the next five weeks or whatever it is. And so, uh, I, I struggle to take this game seriously because, um, it's take, it just takes too long to figure out not to figure out a strategy that you're comfortable with. I mean, obviously there are plenty of people who are very good at this game and they've figured it out. I just, I haven't been playing long enough. And so uh, for a game that's so clean sheet assist and goal dependent, uh, it just seems like the variance is so wild as I saw last week when I scored double the average points and only did it because I screwed up my wild card. I didn't really screw it up, but. I basically decided against it at the last minute, but I was like ready to change everything. And instead I had a team that actually worked out pretty well. 
Yeah, I'm never I, I'm never totally comfortable. With, I, I'll feel like, oh, this team can't lose. I can't believe they're able to put all these players into one lineup and then like none of them do anything and you're just kind of left there with, with your bleep in your hand, you know? <laughs> I think the other difficulty is that I haven't been playing this game longer than any other game. I mean, I, I played FPL for five or six years now, but like I haven't really really been trying to play it for five or six years and when you start playing these other formats that benefit players that can do things other than score or assist uh, you start to irrationally increase the value of players in fpl and it's like well this guy does a whole lot creates a ton of chances and he crosses the ball a lot and this guy wins a lot of tackles and it's like you can create a lot of chances and not get any assists and it's worthless in this game and so, and the, not, I don't even want to go down the bonus point road because that's one of the most like r- ridiculous rules of any game I've ever played. But, uh, it's, it's almost like the more fantasy soccer you play, the harder FPL itself becomes because you, you have to really focus on only three stats of which are the most unreliable ones in every other game. <laughs> By a significant margin. Right, right. Yeah, uh, I, yeah. I, the, 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 it falls under what I was saying before. Like the more that you think you know, uh, you don't know. And uh, the case in point for me was last week. I believe that a lot of people probably had a pretty decent Chelsea stack going on defensively. How did that work out for you? <laughs> Not so good. All right, let's talk about it. Uh, you know, my my my. That was just the perfect cap to a, a, what was the worst week of my life in terms of following soccer. Wow. I mean, it, I, I mean, it you're still on this USA thing, huh? Yeah. Oh, I'm still extraordinarily bitter. Like it is, it, it, it I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm still in the stages of mourning, right? Uh, I'm still grieving and I, you know, I'm, I'm past denial and I'm angry and I'm you know, embarrassed a little and it, 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 it hasn't, I'm, I'm not as sad as I was. I'm more angry now, hmm. yeah, especially because, you know, up. especially because they allowed, here's what pissed me off recently. They allowed Bruce arena to resign. Instead of firing him? Correct. Yeah, that's something that you really don't need to worry about. I don't, but it does, it's just... It, 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 name another country that would allow that. Trinidad? Thank you. That's my point. You're proving my point, right? Like, if it, like if that's who we are... I mean, when Jack Warner gets the last laugh at the United States, oh, it just makes my blood boil. Um, I... Maybe not the last laugh, but he got a good laugh at the United States. Yeah, I think he's still in jail anyway, so I don't know how don't much care. he's like truly laughing. But uh, I think best day of his life, he said. Yeah, well, it's that's a poor life then. <laughs> You're saying his life could be better spent doing other things. I think if that is the best day of your life, you didn't take advantage of all of the money you've been given over the last few years. Literally, in this case, yeah, as, as I meant that literally, yeah. Stealing it from actually trying to get kids in your country better at soccer. Anyway, let's talk about the Premier League. I've had enough of the USA. Still mad. All right. It's okay to be mad, but. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And you know who I'm mad at? Andy Carroll. I put a lot of faith in him last Mm, week. What does he do? Get a red card. card. Him and West Ham. Well, not him, but the rest of West Ham uh, uh, go uh, play at the London Stadium against a Brighton squad coming into play where Anthony Knockhart finally got off the schneid last week. Finally. I mean, my gosh. Yeah. It feels like we've been waiting years for this. Obviously, it's only eight game weeks, but um, 
it's been a while. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, and a lot of people liked him at the beginning of the season, and yeah, I, I know that I liked him more than Pascal Gross, and I think you were liked Pascal Gross more. Uh, only uh, only once he started playing well. Like, there's no way at the beginning of the season anybody was ahead was with Gross ahead of Knockhart, except for Neil Thurman, who drafted him above Knockhart by mistake. In right? Our... Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Remember how angry you uh, were about not not getting Knockhart, and now here we uh, are. Potentially nine weeks not in. getting Knockhart. Right. Right. <laughs> Anyway, um, you know, so last week we kind of talked that. about <laughs> last week we kind of talked about how there wouldn't be any goals scored after Saturday, and every team in every game after Saturday scored at yeah. least one goal. Yeah. But goal in the fest. Brighton Everton game, that was only like eight minutes that were interesting, and they happened to both score in those eight minutes. But it was a terrible, terribly played game. Yeah, I mean, but I, I don't know how many. Brighton games you're going to watch and be like that was a really well played game and Everton might be even worse so and now they take on a West Brom side who aren't really good at home either (laughs) so West Ham Ham, excuse me why am I that's the second straight week yeah second straight week Uh, right why why, why, I I got the stadium right Um, but uh, you know is there any cause for optimism for Brighton going into West Ham this week or any cause for West Ham to be optimistic against the Brighton side coming in? Uh, I'm always a little more optimistic on West Ham just because they have players that we've seen do well. Um, I've heard of right. Uh, Brighton, anything they do will be surprising to me. Like any positive thing they do is surprising. Like it's not like they go in and they'll score two goals and you'll be like, yeah, well, you know, you know, gross is good and, I've been waiting for that Glenn Murray breakout game. Like the, anything they do, you're like, wow, Brighton. How about that? Glenn, so like, Glenn Murray was in a constant state of offsides against an Everton <laughs> defense, which is so bad. Yeah. Not so bad. It's not great. Yeah, uh, it's but, like he but, doesn't know the rule. But Chicharito con- does kind of the same thing, though. He was offside five times in the first half. Yeah. <laughs> That's hard to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's I, I don't own any shares of any Brighton players. I don't think if I do, it's gross and I would probably play them and I would have no hesitation on any West Ham player this week. So, I mean, I have a hesitation on Aaron Cresswell now that we know that Andy Carroll won't be playing. Right. So he's not going to get as many crosses into the box. He won't, yeah, that's just not the way they'll play most likely. Yeah. The, his attacking upside is definitely limited. I mean, even when they, now that they're playing four in the back itself, like he's not going to cross if, yeah. Uh, with Arnautovic and Antonio kind of ahead of them. Not that they're the ones who are crossing, but it's just they're not going to play that way. So well, I I loved, I didn't like this. I loved that they played an attacking five. It was great. <laughs> like it was, it was Carol, Chicharito, Arnautovic, Antonio, and Lanzini all yeah. in the same lineup. Yeah, it was, uh, it was definitely yet, a, a good looking and yet, lineup. But what did it lead to? <laughs> yeah, not much. But but again, the, the red card threw everything off though. Um, there's no, I mean, who knows how that game ends if, if Carroll actually plays 60. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, even just 60. That's right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, in this game here, I mean, we'll probably see, uh, uh, tactically a different side for West Ham. I wonder how many attacking options they'll play. Um, I'm hoping that they keep putting their pedal to the floor here in terms of actually like on paper, putting together an offensive lineup. Um, yeah, they have the pieces. Yeah, so. and again, this is just a reminder. This is on Friday. Yes, uh, which is why we're taping the podcast a day early here. So this is a Friday night lights affair. Um, man, did they feature this prominently? Mm-hmm. Um, on, and again, we've mentioned on the Brighton side. You, know, you mentioned it, and I. It, it's like my exact sentiments. Sentiments, excuse me. Um, I'm going to be surprised every time Brighton turn up a good performance. Yeah, yeah. So, are, are simple you, as that. 
Yeah, I mean, do you think that there are like our goals? Do you, do you think there's a lot of goals in this no, game? No, do you no, think, no, no, no. Do you, no. you think this is more like one nil, two, maybe two nil, or like yeah. let's say the over under is three, like it usually is, right? Yeah, are I'll you take going under. under. Yeah, I'll take that. Okay, it could be one one. So, I'm not saying I think. I mean, Brighton again. I it, it's one of those that like, can I not be surprised at being surprised? Yeah. Is that possible? Would you? Yeah, I'll put it this way. Would you start Antonio or would you start Pascal Gross first? Uh, per, no, that's a good question. Um, I would probably, in a, a Taga format. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd sure, probably start. I'm pretty sure you'd start Antonio in FPL first because uh, that I would. Yeah, I would probably start Gross though in like the deeper, the deeper ones. And, and then I'll go like Knockart and Lanzini. I would start Lanzini over ever, all, any Brighton player. Including okay. gross. Oh, including gross? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I actually, yeah, if there was, someone mentioned on Twitter recently they traded Sigurdsson for Lanzini, and I'm just, like, those are both flaming piles of feces. Like I saw that conversation, which I thought, the only reason I thought that was weird, because it eventually started talking about Antonio, who was not, Yeah. He, all well, of a sudden everyone's like, yeah, I like Antonio of that group, and I'm like, he's not in that right. group. It's Lanzini yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sigurdsson. But that's a weird, no, it's a weird trade. Yeah, like why? Right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Why? Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I, as long as you're cool, moving on. I don't yes, think we please. need to discuss that was anything. Way, on that Friday. was very long on West Ham Brighton. Yeah. So uh, a humiliated Chelsea bring their uh, tails between their legs back to uh, Stamford Bridge here, uh, coming off of a th- exhilarating three-three draw in which they led two-nil against Roma, which I'm still going to say is a disappointing result, even though everyone's saying how fun and exciting it was. It was fun and exciting when it was two-nil. It was not fun and exciting when they were down three-two. They, I was going to say uh, they were lucky to get out with a point. Yeah. It. it what's going on? You know, they, 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 they give up two goals against like they give up the lead twice against uh, against uh, against a Crystal Palace team that was listless be previous to that game. Uh, they, you know, it's, and now, like, they let Roma back in a game where they're up two nil at home. Uh, you know, a Watford side comes in that just got a draw against Arsenal. Right. Uh, or sorry, a win against no, Arsenal. Win. Yep. Uh, you know, so they're flying high there. They, I think they're going to be challenging Chelsea for a place if they win. You know, it's. um. <laughs> who knew I, I, who knew that victor I moses was know. the key to the chelsea defense i don't know what's happening uh i, I just i i don't like i don't know what it like I, i'm trying to like i'm tr- trying to i'm trying to I, I i look at the games i watch the games and i'm like what are they doing wrong what are they doing differently and it's it, it's not, nothing looks drastically different mm-hmm. in fact watford are ahead of them yeah watford's ahead of them i was gonna say that um they it's not that they're drastically that they're not drastically different. I mean, they uh, obviously had was it last week's match without Murata? Um Last weekend. Yes. Last weekend. Murata right. played midweek against Roma. Yes. Yes. But like Batshuayi is horrific. Like he looks horrible enough that they should just send him somewhere else in January so he can play because. This whole like playing once every six weeks or starting once every six weeks, like he looks lost when he's playing. And so without Murata, I think last week's game was just a little, I mean, it was diff- different. They had to get used to a different, um, a different setup. And so, you know, when you have that, silly things can happen like that. And they're still, they're not struggling to score. I mean, obviously the, the one goal against Palace, but, um, you know, uh, I don't know. That that was kind of a perfect storm of Palace needing the win. And, uh, you know, they just, I hate to say that they wanted it more, but, that you know, Chelsea kind of just slept, walked through that game. And, um, 
I think the Roma one might be a, a wake up that they need. But you don't right. think Watford wins this, obviously. I think Watford stands just as good of a chance as, as anybody else now. I mean, how can you count Watford out of any game at this point? I mean, they Yeah, I mean, that's ob- fair. That's fair. I I, I mean, I mean, they're not going to be—they're not going to be intimidated in the middle of the park. They have just as much size there that, as Chelsea does. Who are you starting from Watford on your teams? Uh, I would—I mean, Richarlison obviously mm-hmm. is the first choice. I mean, I would not start. I mean, I wouldn't. If you That's have Feminia or if you have um, Holivas, I mean, you can consider starting them because there's—you know—there might be some chances to create from out wide if Chelsea get pushed up the field and they have to counter, and what they meaning Watford counter. Um, I mean, Tom Cleverly has looked good in an advanced role. Um, it's not necessarily leading to a bunch of fantasy production, but as far as when you're actually watching the games, he looks comfortable up there. So, so you'd consider starting Tom Cleverly against deeper, Chelsea deep, at deeper, Bridge. deeper league, deeper leagues, and as a fifth, as a fifth midfielder, like a, like a five hundred team league. Is that when you're starting Tom Cleverly at Stamford Bridge? I would, Bridge? I would look. Look, I mean, did you did you not see what happened last weekend? I mean, it, like, like against the Crystal Palace team, like Crystal Palace at the end of the game was still controlling the ball in the offensive third. I'm I, I'm overreacting. You are. I'm overreacting. I'm still I'm I'm grieving. I'm grieving. Ugh, it's grieving. Um, again. Uh, it's a process. See, it's a process. Do you see any actual rotation? Because Antonio Conte kind of hinted at well, it. Zap, Zappacosta is definitely going to play. Uh, well, he would. Well. Well, because uh, I mean, you no, know, he doesn't have to play. They could put Aspilicueta yeah. out there, but that's been proven to be a mistake every time. Uh, so I, I do think Zappacosta will play. I think Aspilicueta will play inside okay. uh, as the part of the center three. I mean, if we're going to see like a drastic rotation, what the drastic rotation would be would be to have like a, a Christensen or a Rudiger come in to the center three and move David Luiz to the center of the midfield. Well, that's what they did yesterday. It's not drastic. Did, did, did he not score at the beginning of the game? No, no I'm just saying I, that. How is it a drastic rotation if they're doing literally the same thing they did <laughs> earlier well, today, earlier this week? I, I mean, I, I also would I also would think that you know. I'm just wondering if any of the kids get a run. I mean, Charlie Musunda would be uh, yeah. Musanda would be the first. Uh, yeah. but, you know, Kennedy if they want to use a, a different uh, uh, if they want to. You know, if Marcus Alonso is no longer deemed good enough, which would be absurd, uh, <laughs> that yeah, doesn't make that much happen. sense I, to me. Musanda is really the only one I think has a legitimate shot at playing. Yeah. But he could. I mean, they if they want to, you know, lock up the midfield a little more in fear of Tom Cleverly, then you gotta. Yeah, you got you got to react there. accordingly, right? But you know, I'm not I'm not being serious. Um, I, I, I guess if they put uh, 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 Masanda in, then they would have to move. They would probably move Sesk up to the front three. Yep. You know, I don't know. It, I, I mean, I'll put it this way, right? Like, I'm not. You're not going to start the. You're not going to start Musanda if he starts, right? It's going to be more along the lines really? of, nah, nah. You wouldn't. You wouldn't start Musanda if he starts in Taga over Tom Cleverly. No, oh, I would man. not. I would not. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I, I like what. I, what can I say? I'm maybe I'm doing the whole get, giving myself some. No matter what, I'll be right. <laughs> Just trying to be right for one. Actually, no. I, in in all seriousness, Musanda should be further back than Tom Cleverly. I mean, Chelsea will have the ball more, but Chelsea aren't gonna. They're not a team that goes for like seventy, eighty percent possession. That's just not who Chelsea is. It is when the team that they're playing allows them to. Hold yeah. on. Yeah. I just gotta. 
pick up Musanda in our Taga League. Uh, and I, I think I picked up uh, cleverly in a Taga League of ours. Oh my god. I, I, I think I did put here. my money where my mouth was. I just don't know which league it was in. I think it was in, uh, it, it was in one of the leagues. I just don't know which one. Okay. Hold on. I, all right, I just did it. Okay. Let me see. Are we playing each other? That would be even better. Yeah, I, great. Anyway, oh, no, glad, no. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep talking here. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So obviously, you I just wanted to put Marat- my money. You start where my the you is. start the Maradas, you start the Hazards, yeah. you start the Richarlisons of the world, uh, and then I think it's kind. Of, I mean, it's kind of a crapshoot everywhere else, right? Like you got to fear. You, I mean, if you if you're gonna fear the rotation, you're gonna fear for William Spot. You're gonna fight. Uh, you know, you're definitely gonna have to fear for William Spot. You're definitely gonna have to fear for Pedro Spot. Um, Pedro hasn't started in a while. I know that. Uh, so yeah, I would actually uh, say you, he was in, he, he was injured for a little bit of that time. To be fair, only a little, but uh, like Willian seems well not locked down because he didn't even start yesterday, but or whenever that was. But yeah, Pedro hasn't started since the day before our birthday. Yeah, I mean, I, to be there was an international break in the middle of that. Remember? Yeah, but it's four so, four matches in all competitions that he hasn't started. Yeah, I, I get it, and he was injured for a little part of that too. But like, but my point is this, right? Like, if you had. You probably still have him in your lineups, right? And you're not—he's uh, not going to be in my starting lineup before Saturday starts. He'll get moved in if he does yeah. start, but I am not counting on it. Okay. When you look at like anticipated lineups, he's not part of it. Yeah. And when you look at anticipated lineups, Willian, you think will be part of it, but that's probably more closer to fifty-fifty than it is a, a sure shot. Maybe. I, that that's fine, but if, if on the Watford side, I'm not. I mean, I don't. I'm not. I think there's goals on both sides. I don't. I'm not trusting the Chelsea defense right now to keep, keep a clean sheet. Okay. They haven't done it much this season. No, they haven't. But so, why start now okay. against a team that's ranked higher than them currently? Yes. Yes. I think you're overreacting, but okay. I, I'm. Uh, it's we a process. It's all. It's all a process. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they've given up as many goals as Newcastle this season. Mm-hmm. Huddersfield that, are at, yeah, anyway. <laughs> that's, that's just a fact. Huddersfield are uh, at this at the something Smith's apostrophe s stadium taking on. But, sorry, before uh, you go any it, further from this, yeah. only given up or saying given up the same number of goals as Newcastle. Four teams have allowed fewer goals than Chelsea. Four. <laughs> Don't let your facts get in the way of my United, facts. City, Spurs, and Burnley. That's who's given up fewer goals than Chelsea. Huddersfield are at home taking on Manchester United. I'm still angry. What can this I tell you? Get ugly. Uh, this one, this one is going to get ugly. Um, there's going to the obvious thing. This the obvious thing almost every week, right? Start Manchester United, chart Manchester City options, right? Especially when you look at the table and you look at the goal differentials and you see Man City plus 25, Man United plus 19. It's crazy. It's been eight weeks. Um, yeah. <laughs> Man City have won each game on by a little more than three goals per. <laughs> yeah. I think the the reasonable conversation anytime these teams play is do you play anybody on the other team? Yeah, and there's no one on there's no one on Huddersfield that I'm confident. I, I I had my stake in the ground for Aaron Moy last week and now I'm now I'm humiliated. So you're less I confident. That Hudders- I got that Huddersfield Swansea game so wrong. <laughs> And I was so confident and so defiant and so arrogant. Now you're now I'm now I'm defeated. Okay. So you like cleverly at Stamford Bridge more than Moy home against United. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Mainly because Manchester United have given up a grand total of two goals. Okay. They have been good tack- defensively. He'll get tackles. Uh, Aaron Moy will. I guess. But that's not enough. 
I don't see a lot of creativity going on from Huddersfield in this one. No. I mean, when, when do you ever really see creativity out of Huddersfield? But, um, Fair. Yeah, I think the only thing, I mean, obviously uh, United could rotate a little bit from their Champions League match. So uh, I think uh, Rashford picked up a knock, so Martial could start. I think Herrera is still in for Pogba and Fellaini. Uh, the fullbacks is always a... In fact, let's, I'd like to talk will about Ashley the fullbacks. Will Ashley Young play left back or will Darmian? Uh, right. Um, or Blind. Uh, I was going to say... No, no, Blind's gone. Well, he's not <laughs> gone. He started yesterday, but... Yeah, um, no, he's gone. Like, Blind, <laughs> I have Blind in my FPL team, and one of the things about when you pay up for five defenders is that you're doing that and ex- expecting them to play. And Blind was a very regular starter at the beginning of the season and now seems to only play during Champions League. So um, I agree that Blind is not really an option, but I think, you know, he's he is technically an option. I mean, he's probably as much of an option as Luke Shaw, who will probably never play for United again, but he's killing that U23 team. Uh, so, yeah, it's just a matter of who ends up lining up. I mean, even they could even rest Valencia and let Darmian play right back and have any, you know, somebody young or somebody else at left back. So no, we'll see. And who, you know, who knows in the midfield Mata could sit for Lingard or Mkhitaryan could sit and Mata moves into the middle. Who knows? You know, Lukaku's playing. Yep. Someone was asking on Twitter, Hey, should I pick up Ibrahimovic? Oh, I saw that. Nope. (laughs) And you, somebody you, wrote you, back, like, if he's there, you absolutely have to take him. And it was like, really? and then, and then, yeah. And then I think you said, uh, can't play till January. And I said, won't play until Lukaku gets hurt. <laughs> yeah. It's a, that's a, I mean, it is weird no, to like pick up no. <laughs> to pick up. I mean, we have like 10 game weeks before, uh, before he can play. Yeah. And answer, you're also basically, I mean, Ibrahimovic has proven to be, well, he's not proven anything because he hasn't come back yet, but it seems like he's going to recover from this faster than a lot of other people. And he's not young. And it, that's like a serious injury. One that, I mean, we are just seeing Falcao come back like to be two and a half years later. Two, yeah. I mean, it's, that's like, it can be a very serious injury for some people. And again, go, go nuts if you're going to play him, but that's literally a dead spot that you have for a third of the season. A quarter Lions of the season, heal faster than the sheep. Right. Right. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> back to the serious analysis uh there's no one on Huddersfield we like there's everyone on manchester united we like copy paste manchester city are at home uh, taking on a burnley side oh well i guess we got to bring it up will there be another road uh no road no point taking from burnley we you we, we counted them out before yeah against chelsea the open of the season no oh, was against Liverpool, no <laughs> no no, no way. But I don't think they get slaughtered. I, I think I do. I'm going to go out on a limb and say I don't think Man City scores five goals. I will go out a li- out on a limb and say that they will win. They meaning City will win by at least three. Yeah, so we could both win when it's drafting. Okay, good. Correct. Yeah, this is another possible rotation fest. Um, Bernardo Silva, Danilo. Uh, Ilkay Gundogan, Gundogan, excuse me, even Yaya Torre could get a shout. I mean, there are a lot of guys who could play because Man City obviously played Champions League. They have a League Cup match next week. Not that that they're really. And people are returning from international duty and could yeah, use a break. Yep. Uh, Aguero could come back in for all we know. He, I think he should. Yeah. 
I think the fact that he hasn't played the last two games makes me think that he really wasn't close to being fit. Like when he came back from the international break and everyone's like, oh my gosh, he's going to play. And it's like, well, he might not, he might be on the bench. And then he's literally zero minutes in the last two games that he's been on the bench. So um, I don't know. I I think he'll be part of the rotation. I think he'll be part of the rotation. Could be. Uh, On the Burnley side, like, would you even play a Robbie Brady in this? No, like, no, or no, no. Chris Wood? Nope. Like, just no, no, nothing. No. All right. Uh, we'll go on to a game among low light teams, but should actually give me maybe some. Uh, I'm actually thinking this could be a little bit entertaining, considering that both teams have a good energy level going into it. Uh, Newcastle at St James, now recently put up for sale by Mike Ashley. Uh, rumor has it that Vince McMahon of the WWE is actually potentially buying the team or Silly. looking to buy the team. Why not? Well, I mean, it would make perfect sense for John Joe Shelby to be both a Premier League player and a WWE mm, personality yeah. at the same time. Mm. You've been holding on to that one, haven't you? Uh, I mean, I've already put it on Twitter. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> Sorry, it's, it's I missed out it. There. It's Sorry, out there. As soon as I saw the news, I was like, Vince, there are easier ways to get John Joe to be in the WWE. <laughs> there are easier ways. Um but yeah, uh, I'm trying to think of his actual WWE wrestler name and his entrance music because mm-hmm. I'm I just it wouldn't just go I, by John Joe. That's not enough. No, no, it's got to be it's got to be uh, no, it's got it's got to be it's got to be something involving his baldness as well. Oh, okay. But well, I, I'll I'll workshop a couple of things. Maybe you come back yeah. next week. Workshop. Uh, uh, yeah, there are a lot of guys in this game that I would love to play, um, like Christian Atsu, Atsu, Shelby, Richie. Yosalu, Zaha, Kabai, Loftus Cheek, uh, Van Anholt, you could even make a case for. Yedlin. I ranked them. Um, that might be it. Speroni? Elliot? Mm, eh. If I had him, I guess, but I, I don't want to play those guys. Everyone else I would love to play. Yeah. I think, uh, I mean, Everyone on paper looks like it's a great matchup. If it, when that happens in a team with a bunch with a couple lower teams, something always happens to make these low scoring. Uh, not always, not always. I don't think this is the game amongst bad teams that's low scoring. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think this one should be pretty exciting. Like I said before. Yeah. Uh, it, it won't. It won't. It probably won't be televised on like NBC Sports or anything like that. You'll have to get the gold package and hope it works this week. It does. It's uh, been working the last few weeks. Right. Um, yeah, but right. I think, I mean, I, I don't know if Loftus-Cheek is going to start, but he was hurt for a while and then was fit last week but couldn't play because they were playing Chelsea. And Jeff Schlupp really hasn't been doing that much in that spot. So I assume the front three of Loftus-Cheek, Zaha, and Townsend will be trying to score against a Newcastle side that is so good they've allowed the same number of goals as Chelsea. That's right. Won a game. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I think there's a great game for fantasy. Everyone gets one. Yeah. All right. Uh, for me, you know, ranking this is obviously Zaha first, right? Uh, I might put Richie ahead of him just because they're on the road, but meaning, they, meaning Palace. Palace is on the road. Yeah. But uh, if I thought about it for another two minutes, I probably would put Zaha ahead. In fact, I think people forgot about how good Zaha was. Yeah. Yeah. There, it's a little kind of – it's a weird – lineup because he is basically playing center forward which really isn't where he should be playing but they have nobody else to play center for it's kind of weird to buy Benteke and then not have anyone else 
<laughs> but here we are. Who knows? Maybe they'll take Bastuai on loan in January. Wouldn't be a terrible idea. They've had such success with Chelsea loanies like Patrick Bamford. Oh. How about Ruben Loftus-Cheek? How's he done? He's played two games. <laughs> He's always hurt, Mike. <laughs> When you're right, you're right. Okay, let's go to the bet three six five where Stoke take on a Burnmouth side. Um, for me, it's all I think it's all Stoke. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Eric Maxim Chupa Moting is a good option. Jordan Shakiri, I think, is a good option. Um, yeah, I, I think I think Hesse is a great option mm-hmm. for people who've forgotten about him. Uh, I'd even like potentially. I mean, I, I think this could be a good clean sheet opportunity for a guy like Zuma as well. If, yeah. You know. Yeah, Zuma, Martin Zindi, bring them all. I love it. On the Burma side, I no. like no one. No, you could yeah, like 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 you kept like like for rankings, you kept saying like oh, a Jermaine Defoe knocking. I'm like no. no. And he, like I I actually could I was actually going to ask you this question. Would you feel more comfortable starting Solomon Rondone or Jermaine Defoe? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, um. Oh, man. I would be so sad about my team if that was the decision. And I that's had to make. why you always draft the top forwards that you can at the beginning of the year. If you try to hold on for a Jermaine Defoe, this is what happens. He gets you. He becomes Solomon Rondon like so fast. Well, you're ignoring the guy who actually got drafted highly in this year, and it's Josh King. Well, uh, Jermaine Defoe. Uh, no, but what I meant was is if you don't get one of the really high price guys. Like people thought, like I oh I can wait for a couple rounds and get Jermaine Defoe. Josh King was still drafted pretty highly. You didn't have to, you couldn't wait for Joshua King. Like he was drafted in the first four rounds on average. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's what. I, but I'm saying like you're, you're kind of you're now we're now comparing two guys that nobody ever wanted and waited on as opposed to the guy that people actually took. Well, my well my point was this right. My my point is more like this. Like like you know people who like oh I would rather have like a top defender and you know maybe a couple midfielders like. No, you can't do that. You cannot wait. You cannot wait on forwards in season-long draft leagues. You just can't. Um, you're gonna have to get really. You're gonna have to get lucky. Like you're sure, gonna have to. Sure. You're gonna have to do like oh, like I'll. I was gonna say Richarlison. you got lucky with Richarlison and Hesse. And... Well, Hesse, you didn't necessarily know. Anyway, yeah, he was depending here. on when you drafted. Yeah, and uh, that might be it. Tammy Abraham. Yosalu. The problem is you both, have to get those both, all right. Both were towards the end of the window. Yeah, like you have the, to get the, those guys right. were towards the end of the window. Yeah. Like, if you uh, thought you were getting anything with uh, Glenn Murray or Sam Vokes or Barahino or Charlie Austin or Wilfred Bonney, even if like, like yeah, yeah, like, boy, there are more you... there are more failures in this than success stories. There yeah, are way more failures. Yeah. And when you look at the top guys, there's more successes than failures. Joshua King, well, one of the failures, obviously. But that's but why they're the top guys. That's and there's not many of them. That's like the position scarcity is stark in at the forward position. People who waited for Wayne Rooney, for example. Like bad idea. Um I'm glad anyway. I avoided that one. Right? Anyway. Uh, let's move on here uh, from the Stoke Burmouth from the Stoke Burmouth game. We go over to uh, Swansea here where they take on a Leicester side under new management, Michael Appleton, who sounds like he's really, really British. <laughs> you think that less so than Craig Shakespeare? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> he, also, he sounds like a British member of the Black Eyed Peas. That's what he sounds like. <laughs> uh, okay. 
There was a guy in the, a black IP called Apple D, and it doesn't matter. Um, Craig Shakespeare got the sack. Um, it drew the ire of a few people. Uh, there were reports that really? Roberto Mancini was being considered, and I was like, Haha, that's funny. I saw um, Carlo Ancelotti, yeah. which was even funnier. And that Big Sam turned it down to take the USA job. <laughs> this is what happens when you start reading. Rumors got jokes. Yeah. The media's got jokes. Yeah. Uh, anyway, this is a Leicester side that's only won one game in eight, obviously. Uh, so time, time, if you had... Craig, if you had Craig Shakespeare as first manager sacked, congratulations. Uh, you you're won. Right. You, you did not you win. Almost, you almost won. That's right. <laughs> Sorry, Frank DeBoer. Yeah. Uh, how many Lester guy? I mean, how many Swansea guys do you take before your first Lester guy? None. Wow. Who's your Who's your first one in this game? Vardy. Really? I I I still like Lester's ability to score. I'm, really? <laughs> What have you seen that makes them think that nothing Riyad Mahrez missed an absolute sitter last week and then scored the, the, the tying goal eventually. But, um, they, it was a weird game for, it was a weird game for Shakespeare to get the sack, to be honest, because they, I thought they performed very, very well against the West, against West Brom. And they let up a, a free kick goal where Schmeichel decided to just walk the wrong way before the ball was kicked. Uh, I guess I, I <laughs> like the goal they let up was a set piece was a, a direct direct from the set piece goal that was to be honest very savable. I mean, you can say that about a lot of goals in a lot of games, but it's just a weird one to get the sack on. Anyway, uh, and, and then it all, I mean, if Riyad Mahrez makes a sitter, it's two one. Like again, I mean, if Mahrez made all of those, he would be playing for Real Madrid right now. No, you know he, you know he, you know he's going to be playing for right Arsenal. Bingo. Yeah, I doubt it. But... <laughs> well, it's see. a good story. It's but no, story. I would take Tom Carroll. I would take uh, probably Abraham. Abraham. I would consider in like a Taga league Renato Sanchez. Uh, you could even convince me of Jordan Ayew ahead of every Leicester option. Yeah, I picked up Jordan Ayew uh, last minute last week in EFSA when. Um, you know, Pedro and Morata weren't starting, so I had to go somewhere. That's where I went. Got assists. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they look no, better. They don't look better. I don't know. I meant Lester. Like, Vicente and Bora's finally getting some playing time. He and Ndidi in that midfield. But, like, they're still starting Mark Albrighton. Who, they haven't figured out an appropriate partner for Jamie Vardy. It seems like Okazaki has been the best one, and they are now not playing him anymore. Like I have no faith in that team. Yeah, it's, it's, it's hard. It's hard to see it. And I, you know, and I think I remember saying to my, at the beginning of the season that I find them struggling to score this season. And I think so far I've been right. Mm -hmm. And because, and I sense specifically because the center of the midfield will not be able to transition from defense to offense nearly as well. Right, because Danny Drinkwater and Conte are gone, mm-hmm. and to be honest, they haven't. Indeed, he's been good in spurts, but he has not been consistent enough to actually do the job. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about two players that netted them. What is it, sixty million pounds? How much was Drinkwater? A little less. A little less. Fifty-five. Yeah. Fifty-five. So, I mean, those are for this club. Those are big players, which obviously that's a lot of money for them. They, it's enough money for them to sell them immediately. 
And, you know, it's no surprise that they're struggling to replace them. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, what does Mares go for now? 20? Uh, the same amount Sanchez does. Uh, so zero? No, I mean, if Sanchez goes in the January window, I, I still think that there'd be... I, I still think a team like City or PSG will to take them in January instead of in June will pay like a small amount. And you think, okay, that's fine. Like it's not going to be the 60 or 70 that you heard of in the summer. It might be something like more like 10, 20. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But instead of trying to do like a pre-contract or something like that and take I'm not risks, sure 10 is worth it for, for Arsenal. I mean, what's 10 million it's pounds? Been, more than zero uh so uh yeah i mean anyway. for swansea I do, I, I, most people are, would you like a martin olsen sure I mean, you're, you like literally all the options defense midfield forward compared to lesser you, you you'll put them all over mares and vardy uh even though you know they're typically like a new manager bump uh i i mean it's not a new manager it's just a guy that worked for shakespeare isn't it yeah, but who he's worked for Ranieri? I mean, this is, this is basically the exact same situation. No, I, no, thank you. Okay, well, Craig Shakespeare won seven in a row when he first took over. He did. He did. Look at me coming up with some facts. All right, West Brom. Is that actually true? Over, they won like six or seven in a row, right? Mm. When Craig Shakespeare first started. You don't sound quite as confident in it now. <laughs> Shine the light on me and I start. <laughs> All right. West Brom traveled to St. Mary's to take on Southampton on the South Coast here. Uh, whether it's Gabby Adini, whether it's Shane Long, it's the same tune. Charlie Austin, uh, I mean, against Newcastle, Gabby Adini scored a penalty and he got an early goal as well. Um, you know, but it was Newcastle, right? Like they had given up as many goals as Chelsea. They're the mm. worst. Just kidding. Um, but. You know, for Southampton, you—I ha- mean, we would have been singing the same tune about all the forwards, and now Gabby Dini comes forward and actually gets a couple of goals. Shane Long actually assisting on one of them, and Redmond with the other. Mm. This game is gross. Like, I tried I, to sell it for you. Yeah, no, I. Uh, How yeah. weird was it to watch West Brom last week in the red uniforms? It was weird. Yeah, yeah anyway. that was weird. Um, it's just Southampton has this group of players that we have gotten comfortable playing in a lot of fantasy formats, Cedric Van Dyke, Bertrand, Redmond. If anybody can stomach Dusan Tadic, there's Tadic. Uh, and Gabby Adini has been starting enough that you have to play him. And obviously that worked last week, but uh, they really haven't been that great. And they're now playing a West Brom side that right when you're Every time I feel like I go in, I'm like, all right, they're just going to go in and lock it down. And then they give up like three first half goals. And you're just like, I don't, I don't get, I, I've been wrong about both of these teams and I don't expect to be right now. So if I, oh, you know, if I'm completely means? wrong about this game, then it's going to be four, three. Yeah. Uh, let's say it's going to be, it's going to be zero, zero now. Well, I expect it to be <laughs> zero, zero. I really don't expect yeah. either of these teams to be good enough to get a, a legitimate attack going against their opponent. And so so I'll I'll be wrong and we'll see a Tadic hat trick and uh you know Higazi will get back on the score sheet and of course the Salomon Rondon brace. I have no real intention of talking about this game much. Okay. I don't like it either. I had actually watched Swansea Leicester before this one and that's not saying much. Mm, this is a national game. Got to watch it. I know. No, I don't. I can pass. Before we move to Sunday, a quick thank you to our sponsors at PlayUp. 
Do you want to win prizes by following your favorite sports? Do you think you can pick a better team than the so-called pros? Then PlayUp is the place for you. PlayUp offers free daily fantasy sports across the Premier League, NFL, NBA, and more. All you have to do is choose a challenge, select your players while remaining under the salary cap, then watch their real-life actions help them rack up points on the live leaderboard. The better your team does, the more prize money you win, so keep entering challenges across the season to make your way up the ultimate champion leaderboard where sports fans from across the globe compete to determine who has the greatest sporting knowledge. There are always games on, and once you build up your digital wallet, you can enter platinum challenges, which are higher risk but offer much higher rewards. So what are you waiting for? Get to playup.com for the most realistic daily fantasy experience across all your favorite sports. I can say, nope, screw that. I'm going to wait until Sunday when Everton take on Arsenal, the first of the two big ones when you look at the team names themselves, but not the actual performances, at least in this one. Uh, Arsenal are definitely going to be favored, going to be favored heavily. Um, Alexi Sanchez, of course, doesn't feature in the 18 uh, last weekend because he's coming back from international break. Um I mean, the question, I'll ask the same question as I did last week. When will we see Ozil and Sanchez play together? Maybe Sunday? I have no idea. Maybe never again. Maybe they'll just alternate games until they just oh. leave. And Alexis can go to PSG this, and Ozil can go to Fenerbahce and we can just end this ridiculous. This, this, is, this has been like the week. This has been the worst flag planting year for me on players like taking Sanchez in the first round every single draft, no matter mm-hmm, where I was. Mm-hmm. Got curse. That's all it is. I did it. I nailed it. Nailed it. All right. Nailing it. Uh, but Arsenal just uh, – Arsenal outside of Alexi Sanchez, I mean, when you look at, like, the Alex Iwobis, the Danny Welbecks of the world, uh, Alexander Lacazette, um, you know, who are you trusting to lead the line in terms of goals? Um, Lacazette. If, if I – if the lineup comes out, like, it – should meaning how i think it should um i would play lacazette alexis ozil kolasinic bellerin and maybe Xhaka ahead of anyone from everton yeah everton it's really hard to come up with any kind of reason to play any of them i mean if you have gilfie sigurdsson like i do in one league you're probably going to play him just i'm not sure i would play have him. a ton of a better option you probably don't have a ton of better options would you take gilfie sigurdsson or Tom Cleverly at Stanford Bridge. <laughs> Gilby Sigerson. Really? Yes. Wow. Okay. Just because he'll take the set pieces. Like, he'll take all how the ma- set yeah, pieces. How many? Two of them? Chances created. Like, he'll get chances created out of it. Maybe some uh, successful crosses. Uh, I mean, okay. There's, there, there, think... is not much, there is not much to like at Everton right now. No. They're awful. They're playing too many people that are slow. I yeah. keep telling – they don't – they refuse to rectify the, the problem. Sigurdsson has created more than two chances once this season. Once. And I it was know. against Burnley. I get it. I, I get it. He, he's also pretty new to the team, to be fair. It's been but, like two months now. Uh, Come on. Yeah, fine, fine. He, he's looked good at Iceland. <laughs> yeah. He has six starts for Everton in the Premier League. He's got – Two or three, I don't know if he started today in Europa. Two or three Europa. Might be a cup match I forget about. Oh, yeah, didn't he score I mean, in the he, cup but, match? But or was that it's Europa? hard to be a creator when there's no one on the other end. Right, right. You it's know hard. Who, right. Well, when you don't have, like, a Richarlison up there, of course. Yeah, they should be but starting Dominic Calvert-Lewin up there. I guess. I mean. Every game you should be up there. Uh, he started last week. Well, maybe, they, maybe they'll take Michi Batshuayi on loan. There you go. Maybe Omar Nias will keep playing. 
Maybe they'll get him a suit. No. Calvert Lewin has started the last three games. I know. I'm saying every game he should be up there. Yeah. I'm just saying they, they've scored two goals over that span. He scored zero. I know. <laughs> they're gonna they're they're gonna really try to convince Olivier Giroud to come over. Okay, speaking of, actually, who has a better chance to score a goal, Olivier Giroud or anyone in Everton? Uh, I think Giroud actually scored today, so well, I know he did. Uh, so if he gets on, I would take Giroud. If you no, if you I, guaranteed I meant, I meant 30 me thirty minutes, minutes, minutes yep, like, like twenty thirty minutes of Giroud or anybody on Everton, I would take Giroud, <laughs> twenty minutes of Giroud. Yeah, that's I mean that that's how far Everton have fallen this season so mm-hmm. far. Yep. All right, let's get to the best game of the weekend, huh? Please. Okay. Is it actually? We, Oh, my God, yes. Okay. Spurs at home against Liverpool. This is by far the most entertaining game of this weekend. Uh, Maybe Chelsea Watson will be close. Okay. So you think this is one of these upper-tier teams that they're actually going to score against each other as opposed to some horrible Well, I mean, we said that again. We said that about Man- Manchester United and Liverpool, and they scored zero goals, but it was still entertaining. It was still fun yeah. to just watch yeah. Liverpool try to beat down a Jose Mourinho defense that didn't really want to play at all going forward. Right. That's fair. Uh, you know, what are your Liverpool, thoughts on Harry Liverpool, Kane on a Sunday at Wembley? Liverpool tend to get up for these games. They tend yeah, to perform very, very well. Mm-hmm. Defensively? No. Offensively. <laughs> they scored none yet last week. I know, I know, I know. No, I'm saying, they, but they played really well. Like, I mean, David De Gea made a save that I don't think anyone else can. That was a great save. You know, like, come on, let's be honest here, right? Like Liverpool had like dominated the chances, right? It was uh, it, Lukaku had one good chance, and he should have scored, to be honest. Yeah, he should have. But you know, Liverpool had more than one. Yeah, they have um, zero goals against the Manchester sides this year. Is that getting up for a big game, or are we considering Arsenal the four nothing win at Arsenal the big game? Uh. I mean, last year. I mean, remember, remember last year, Liverpool got up for the Man City game. Hmm. Yeah. Last year, yeah, yeah, I get it. Last year, but Liverpool, Liverpool against the top six last year. I think they had the best record against the top six compared to anybody else with the top six. Like they were up there. Mm-hmm. So I mean, like they, they they have a tendency of actually getting up for these games. So I don't. My, you know what it is? I'm I'm biased because I want that style to, to succeed. I really do. I keep saying it. Yeah. I'm working record about it. I want to see Liverpool do well, not because it's Liverpool, but because of how they play. I agree. But but Spurs are very organized. Yeah. They are. Both are coming Dominance. off mid-league, midweek Champions League, but I don't think we're going to see any real rotation, mostly because Tottenham can't afford it. They don't have any players that... Yeah. I guess Danny Rose could be back. We should talk about Danny that. Rose, Danny, well, I was I was actually just about to bring. I think both fullback spots are up for grabs. <laughs> uh, they are um, this weekend. This weekend because Aria played midweek. Um, I think they could play both of both Aria and Trippier. Trippier has played on the left side, although Vertonghen has played pretty well as a left back recently. That they could keep that going if they want to. I I would just be surprised to see Rose start in his first game back against Liverpool. That seems like a pretty big leap of faith. Yeah. You don't yeah. think so? I mean, he's been he's been back training for a little bit, so I mean, it's not like he's getting like thrusted into action really quick. He's been back training for like a week. 
I mean, that's not first team. First team training for a week, right? But, uh, but like he's been after not playing at all, and since when is it February? Or I don't remember the last time he played. I, I like he. I, I, I wouldn't like, like I wouldn't be surprised if it's Danny Rose this weekend. That's the way I'll put it. I mean, I actually have him penciled in as the left back for this weekend. Wow. Okay. I would be surprised. I mean, it's Ben. I mean, Ben Davis. I mean, he's played a lot <laughs> over the past few weeks, right? So uh, he missed the last two because of this illness, and who knows what. That's a, you that know what, means, that's actually but... yeah that no that no no what I went what I meant by that was is like. Not that he's played, not, not that he's played a lot, but like he's, um, let me, I'm trying, he's played, oh, I, I, to my, for my, for my, like not a lot. I mean, he's played over his skis to me. Like, did you, did you expect he's the not the best left back in the world? <laughs> Correct. That's my point. Right. Yeah. Like, is it this, like, like, like when we, you know, you know, you, you ever notice the rumors now? Like, it's not like, like Danny Rose is like, like they, they, there were rumors like, you know, like Manchester United, Manchester city. And now they're kind of like, maybe not, maybe somebody else. Um, what do you mean? The fifty million bid from United is not coming in January. I don't think so. Oh. <laughs> I think they're talking that up to bid on somebody else. Oh, okay. But no, for me, for me, Ben Davis. Yeah, he was uh, even before he was sick. Like, do you, do you think that he can do that all year? Uh, I don't have a clue, but okay. it's been pretty good so far. I, I mean. It, what they, I mean, what they risk running if they actually do sell Danny Rose to somebody in January is um, they they'll go from a position of strength to a position of weakness really quickly. Uh, I mean, they've been pretty good with it, Davis. Well, well, my point is, if something actually happens to one, like if something actually happens, and you know, let's say let's say uh, let's say he gets sick again, right? Who's going to play left back? Are they going to put Ria at left back and no Vertonghen? Who's played there yeah. the last three games? I know, I know, but th- that no, like Vertonghen's not a good left back. He's been playing pretty well. He's not. I'm telling you, man, he is not a good left back. And team, Belgium, I mean, he's obviously better, a better center back. That's why he plays center back. But and my point is, I is think he's Bel- more than service. At Belgium, he got and Belgium at Belgium, he got exposed at left back when they when they played four center backs instead of any any kind of fullbacks. Well, that's. I think that's I, apples to oranges, but. I think it's the same because instead of actually putting a left back out there, you think that someone like Vertonghen can actually play out there. Um, I'll consider it Red Delicious versus Granny Smith. Same apple, but very different apple. I'm going to call it Cortland apples versus Empire apples, and the only difference is that the seeds were moved from Cortland, New York. Um, okay. So a Cortland apple. I don't, is yeah, a, no, I get, I get what you're saying. I just. <laughs> Um, it's just it's just it's the it's the same seed. It's just yeah. I think Trippier can play both sides place. anyway, so I think he could play left back. By the way, did you like how I could pull that that apple analogy out really quickly like that? Uh, I suppose that was pretty good. That was not terrible. Did I not that get credit for mine? That, that, that didn't I start might be the my best analysis of the day? Didn't I start the apple analysis? No, but what I'm saying is I had a retort for that, and that it was what I wanted to prove that it was the same seed just in a different location because an empire apple is a New York apple. That's the same as a Cortland apple. It's just not from Cortland. Okay. My, I, I must've lived in central New York for too long. To I was know just this about much to say that. Apples. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you have unearthed, you have unearthed a hidden talent of mine, apparently. No, I guess so. Of apple analysis. <laughs> So next week we'll be talking Marigold versus Granny Smith. Mm. Uh, 
Um, actually, Granny Smith and pies, uh, marigold, also for baking, not for just hand consumption. General <laughs> hand consumption. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. A, it, those aren't hand fruits, if you will. Right. Those are more you bake them. It's fair. Fork fruits. <laughs> Uh, I think we're getting to about that time, Andrew. <laughs> How can you tell? Uh, I think we've run out of Apple analysis. So that means it's the end of this episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. Thank you to our friends at PlayUp. Uh, we will be coming back to you next week where we will preview game week number 10. <sighs> Maybe I'll use my wild card and start and actually do the thing that you were too afraid to do and actually put in uh, high price forwards and defenders and skimp out on midfielders. Mm-hmm. We'll, see, uh, we'll see what I come up with. Afraid. This is clearly the right move. <laughs> it was the right move for one week. Hmm. Yeah, that was my plan. One week. So are you going to... Oh, actually, hold on. Are we going to actually tease out here that we'll both do it? We'll see what we come up with? For a wild card? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. We'll I don't actually play to... our wild cards and we'll just skimp out on midfielders and we'll have expensive defenders and forwards and see what we come up with? We can do that, sure. All right. That will be coming up and more on the next episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. Talk to you next week. Thanks, Andrew. Good luck. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.